It's been since, man, it's, I think it was March 10th that RUF last met. That is, that is a long time um, to not have seen you all. So it's, it's really good to see all of you again. And to those of you who are new, man, I'm, I'm really thankful that you came. Uh, I really mean that. Like, thank you for uh, coming and checking us out. I know it's a, it's a big thing and it's a kind of a brave thing to, like I said, come to a, something that you don't, you know, it's new. So I really appreciate that. Um, welcome to RUF. Uh, I'm the campus minister. My name is Jonathan. A um, little bit about me. I grew up in Colorado um, and then I went to school all the way in New York. And then I went to, um, I was in the, in the Midwest for a while, but I knew I wanted to be back in the mountains. And so um, I came here and uh, I have a, a wife named Caroline. Uh, she's beautiful and I love her a lot. She's awesome. I hope if you hang around long enough, you'll get to meet her. And then we have a little daughter named Phoebe. She's 18 months and she's a chunker. She's in the 110th percentile, which I don't know how that happens, uh, but she's big. Uh, and then we have a dog named Tuna. And there's a really funny picture going around Instagram of Tuna and Madeline. So if you want to find that picture, it's A+. Um, so that's just a little bit about me. Come get to know me if you're interested. I'd love to buy you a cup of coffee. Well, I don't know. Are there any coffee? I'd love to hang out with you. Like, what, however we can make that happen, I'd love to do it. Um, so that would be great. Um, just as a real, th real quick thing, um, just because of COVID, uh, wear a mask while you're with an RUF event. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to because there's some ADA things that, that might for, uh, for speaking. Um, but stand six feet apart. If you have any symptoms or have been exposed to anybody with COVID, please don't do anything with us um, until you've been tested and been negative. Um, just don't get us in trouble. Don't get yeah, uh, you know, yourself in trouble. So um, that's just that. A couple of other announcements for what RUF is going to be doing this semester. We've got a really great semester for trying to connect you to each other um, and also connect you to you know, the Lord, help you grow in faith. Um, one of the things that we're going to be doing this semester is this thing called Cuatros, um, which is basically rotating small groups. Uh, and so in that bio that you looked at, in the link on our bio, uh, there was another form for Cuatros to sign up for that. Um, and it's going to be really great. We're excited about this. It's going to be an opportunity that regardless of kind of what happens, an opportunity to have and make friends uh, and, and dig into life and faith and all that. So um, talk into, look into that. Um, we're going to have a bonfire on Friday night. I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know when. So watch Instagram for details. But we're going to do it. Um, and then we're also going to do hike on Saturday. I'll probably go do uh, Soledad Canyon, which is my favorite hike in the area. So um, we're all feeling this out, trying to figure out how in the world we're going to do community in a, in a weird world. Um, so anyways, thanks for being here. For those of you who have been here before, so, so good to see you. I have I've been like waiting for this day for a month. Um, and those of you who are new, welcome, especially. What a, I mean, it's a crazy time to be in college. Um, so, uh, you know, I know like in, when we're all, when we're all old, we're going to look back and then we're going to see, like, we're going to tell our grandkids, like the, the memes about going to college in COVID era, like, you know, the memes about going to walking to school uphill in both ways. So there's going to be so many awesome memes about going to college in COVID era and how ridiculous it was. So it's going to be weird. Um, some of you might be wondering, what is this that you've stumbled into? Why are you on a church on a random Wednesday night, the first week of the semester? Um, our Reformed University Fellowship, we're a Christian ministry at New Mexico State. Um, and so what do we do by that? First, we're here to share life together. Uh, and that just means we really want to connect you to each other and to um, the people on the campus. That has been never more felt than the last few months. And so um, 
live life together. Uh, Second, we want to study the Bible together. Uh, We think that the Christian faith has some of the best answers to the questions that we are all asking, like, why am I depressed? And what do I do with my body? And why did black men die in the streets? Like the big questions, we think the Bible has really good answers. And so we want to study that together. And lastly, we want to make New Mexico State a better place to be a student uh, and a better place, a better community. So um, that's what we're here for. Uh, For those of you who are Christians, welcome. We want to grow with you in faith. For those of you who haven't been in a Christian context or maybe it's been a long time since mass or confirmation or something, um, we want you to feel like you're welcome here. Uh, that you can belong. Um, so I'm glad, um, I'm glad y'all are here. So, and that's a good segue, this idea of belonging into what we're going to talk about this semester. We're going to talk about the book of Romans, um, which is a book in the Bible. It's a, it's, a, it's a fairly intense book. A lot has been written on this book. And it's a book that's been written by this guy named Paul, who was an apostle. That means he was somebody who saw Jesus come back to life, and he writes about it. And he writes this letter, this book of Romans, to a group of Christians that are in Rome, the Roman capital of, uh, in Italy now. And they're struggling with a lot of the same questions that we're struggling with today, interestingly enough. They're asking questions about race relations. They're asking questions about how do I accept myself? How do I accept others? They're asking questions of like, how do I get along with other people when I can't stand to be around them? Dealing with personality flaws. Like the things that you and I encounter, that's what this book is talking about. So it's super applicable. And tonight, what we're going to look at is sort of Paul's syllabus of the whole book. How many of y'all had syllabus day in a class, online class? Or I love syllabus day because I'm just like, yes, this was a freebie. Because like nothing happens. (laughs) So so this is sort of what Paul's syllabus is. He just goes over kind of the big main pointers. And this is what he wants to show us tonight. He wants to show us that the gospel, the Christian gospel, is the power to belong by merely trusting. The Christian gospel is the power to belong by simply trusting. So if you have a Bible, uh, either on your phone or in front of you or something like that, we're going to look at Romans chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. I'm going to read those real quick. It says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. Let me pray real quick. Father in heaven, thank you that we can be here tonight and open your word. We pray that your spirit would be with us in a way that's special and unique and that you would equip each of us to be better students, better friends, and better followers of you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so Paul's syllabus here is that the Christian gospel is the power to belong through merely trusting. And I want to look at that in three ways. First, the power of God, the power part, then to belong, and third, by merely trusting. The power to belong by merely trusting. Let's look at that, all right? So let's start at the very beginning, the power of God. So in verse 16, Paul says here, look at it again. He says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. So what Paul's saying here, he says, I'm not ashamed. That is, I'm proud of this gospel. I don't have anything to kind of hide behind or say like, "Uh, maybe I should tuck this away. He's saying the gospel is the thing that I am really, really triumphantly saying, you need to look at this because I'm really proud of it. 
Now, some of you might think, well, what is this gospel that he's proud of? Well, the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ, who is both God and man at the same time, who come down into earth, who lives, who dies, and then who comes back to life. And by his reliving, or by his resurrecting, has a saving purpose or a saving plan for the whole world. That's the gospel. It means good news. And, and Paul is saying here, I'm not ashamed of this. I'm really proud of this gospel. Think of it this way. Think about the day, hopefully, hopefully zooming towards us. Ugh, zoom, I hate that word. Hopefully rushing towards us when we'll log on to TikTok or Instagram or Twitter and we'll see that there's a vaccine for COVID-19. How awesome is that news going to be? We're going to be like, yes, finally, maybe this mess will start ending. Maybe we can start getting back to some sense of normal. That news is going to be awesome. And we're going to be like, yes, guess what? There's a vaccine. We're going to rush and tell our students and say, look how awesome this news is. There's a vaccine for COVID-19. That's what Paul is saying here. He's saying, I'm not ashamed of this news. I'm proud of this news. Now, why would he say that? Why would he say he's not ashamed of this news? Because he tells us, he says, for or because it is the power of God. The power of God to salvation. Well, what does this mean? Well, this is sort of where the vaccine analogy sort of breaks down a little bit. Because even when we get a COVID-19 vaccine, you and I are still going to have to go to the urgent care and the doctor and get that shot, right? We're still going to have to, we'll read the news and then we're going to have to go get the shot. But here's what Paul is saying. He's saying the news is the shot. He's saying the news is the vaccine. The news is the power. He's saying, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. It has the power to save. The news itself of Jesus Christ and everything that he does has the power to save us. And that's why Paul's like, I'm not ashamed. I'm proud of this. I have to tell everybody about this because it's such great news. And that brings us to the second point, the power of God to belong. Now, some of you might be thinking, what is this salvation that he's talking about here? What is this salvation that he's talking about? What are we being saved from? And I, you know, when I say all the time, I want to say, we want RUF to be a community where you can belong. We want it to be a welcoming community, not because it's hip to be cool and inclusive and all and welcoming. No, we want to be welcoming because the being welcoming is at the very heart of the Christian gospel. In fact, it's at the very core of this gospel, belonging. Let me back up a little bit. So a couple of years, actually it was a long time ago now, when I was in high school, I, I went on um, a missions trip with my church to Juarez, and uh, we were doing like a construction project in Juarez. And so we were, in, uh, we were building a wall, I don't remember, it was a crappy wall, and um, we were driving our buses back from uh, the construction project, and um, I was homeschooled all through life. Uh, elementary school, high school, the whole thing, I was homeschooled. And so, like, all the stereotypes of homeschoolers were unquestionably true of me. So I was like a nerd, and I was kind of awkward, and I didn't know any of the cultural references of the day. So I'm riding back on this bus 
with all my friends and they start singing songs in the bus. You know, it's like what you do when you're on a bus. You start singing songs. And uh, at this one point, they start singing the song. Uh, they start singing Smash Mouth's All-Star, right? Hey, now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. And I didn't know the words. And I was the only person on the bus that didn't know the words. And at that moment, I was like, I don't belong here. I don't belong on this bus. I shouldn't be here. And I remember I rushed home and I watched the introduction to Shrek like over and over and over and over again so I could learn the words of All Star. So I was like, this will never happen again. I will always belong. And perhaps some of you have felt that way before. You've felt this like, I don't belong here. And it's a really sinking feeling, right? Some of you maybe feel like you don't belong at New Mexico State. Maybe some of you feel like you don't belong in a church on a weird random Wednesday night or that you don't belong in your family or that you don't belong on this earth. If we're honest, like I think we've probably all had moments of feeling like I don't belong in something. I don't belong at this place. And those feelings are really miserable. Those feelings hurt. They're awful. This feeling of, I don't belong here. And the Bible says that the only, that that, that, that not belonging feeling that we have all felt, that if we're going to understand that, we have to get to the core of what it means to be a human. And to do that, we have to look back at the very beginning of the Bible, the book of Genesis, where God puts the first humans, Adam and Eve, in a garden. And they belonged in that garden. They belonged in each other's arms. They belonged in union with each other. They belonged among the plants and the animals. And what they did is they decided they didn't want to belong anymore. They decided, I don't want to have anything to do with this. And so they turned their back on God and they ended up breaking everything. And what, you know what happens is they start just, all of the belonging that was so perfect and good just starts cascading down into pieces around them. And God looks at them and says, you, look what's done. And he says, you don't belong anymore. You can't be in this garden. You cannot belong here. And he casts them out of the garden. So that, and that's the beginning of the not belonging. Not because God is some vindictive, cruel person, but because they said, we don't want to belong. And the essence of sin, the Christian gospel says the essence of sin is a rebellious statement to God that says, I don't want you in my life and I don't want to be in yours. And in a sense, God looks back at us and says, okay, you don't belong. And from that is all of the feelings. Every moment that you say, I don't belong in this place. I don't belong here. All of that can be traced back to that sin broken moment. The Bible says that all of our feelings of not belonging stem back to this. Here's the truth. Behind every feeling of I don't belong is a sin problem. Behind every feeling of I don't belong. So if you're sitting here tonight saying, I don't belong in this pew. I don't belong in this room. There's some brokenness of sin that's behind that. And all of that can be linked back to the garden. And here's here's what's amazing. Look back at the text. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for all who believe. You know what the salvation is? It's restoring the belonging. It's making belonging start to happen again. The power of God is more than just salvation to just 
I don't know, salvation, but it's the fixing of the unbelonging problem that we all have. That's what salvation is. I remember growing up, I would go to this Christian camp all the time. And one of the things that would happen at this Christian camp, and maybe you've experienced this, is that every time there was a, a you know, we would do like a, something like this, there would be like an altar call. And someone would say, hey, if you want to come and pray, um, you're welcome to and invite Jesus in your life. Just raise your hand. And, and I remember hearing in that, I don't know if this is what was communicated, but I remember hearing in that, that basically the Christian life is get your soul saved. Just get your ticket punched and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> Just get your ticket punched, and then when you die, you're in. I don't know what happens after that. And maybe that's what your image of Christianity is. Just get your ticket punched. Paul has so much more in mind here in belonging than just getting your ticket punched, getting your soul saved, getting right with God. Paul has in mind here the undoing of unbelonging that you and I all feel. Isn't that amazing? That's what he has in mind when he talks about salvation, the undoing of unbelonging. And he means that on every single level of our lives, in our classes, in our relationships, in our friendships, in our races, in every piece of it. So what is one of the main ways that our society struggles with belonging? Man, I mean, one of the big ones has to be race relations, right? that in our world today, there's so much tension. How do we get different races and colors to interact in a level? And it's not a new problem. In fact, look back at verse 16. He says, it is the power of salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek or the Gentile. What does he mean by that? Well, a little historical background. Jews and Gentiles back in the day did not get along. They did not get along at all. In fact, when Paul was writing this, we had Jews who were the ethnic people of Israel and the Greeks who were basically everyone else, and they hated each other. In fact, the Gentiles, who were the Romans and the Greeks, they looked at the Jews and they said, Jews, you just guys are a bunch of uptight, proud, unpatriotic, cliquish, closed-off bigots. And the Jews would look at the Greeks and say, hey, y'all are just a bunch of slovenly, pagan, immoral, slave to your passion, wrong about religion, party animals. And both sides hated each other. And it was like they hated each other culturally, but they also hated each other racially. So there's so many parallels here between our broken race relationships today of white and black or indigenous and white or Latino and white or Native American, all the places where our races are broken today, that's not new. And look what Paul says here. He says, it's the power of belonging for the Jew and the Greek to this messy world of racial and cultural and theological unbelonging. And that's what racism is. It's looking at another person and saying, based on your color of your skin, you don't belong. You don't belong in this community. You don't belong in this city. You don't belong in this school. Paul comes into that world and says the gospel is the power to belong again in the midst of some of the most broken expressions of unbelonging that we have in our world. Paul has in mind here that the gospel is the power to begin to save the most broken parts of our lives and of our, social, of our society so how does this work? How does, how does Paul have this in mind? Well, he tells us third point, verse 17. 
For in it, that is in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. How does this belonging problem start to get fixed? Well, Paul says it's through faith. The righteousness of God is God's perfect ability to keep his promises to restore our world back to belonging. The righteousness of God is God's restoring of everything back into our lives, back to that feeling of belonging that we all long for. And Paul tells us how that happens from faith to faith. From faith to faith, what does that mean? It means that salvation, this returning to the belonging, starts with God being faithful to his creation. That God says, no, you can't belong, but guess what? I'm going to start restoring belonging back into our world through the gospel, through Jesus. And that by our trusting in him being faithful to that, we actually become people who can belong again to each other, to our world. The gospel is God's trustworthiness so that we can trust a worthy God. The gospel is God's trustworthiness so that we can begin to trust a worthy God. Not our obedience to spiritual rules, not our praying the right prayer, nothing but simply trusting in a trustworthy God who makes a promise to end all of the unbelonging that you have even felt today. Probably you're maybe even feeling in small bits right now. That God is at work through this gospel, to take away all of that unbelonging feeling. Why does this matter? Why, some of you are asking, I don't, make this apply to my life tomorrow, Jonathan. Well, I'll try. Let's look at race tension again. At the end of race tension, is like I said, it boil it down. It says, your people don't belong and my people do. Racism says, you don't belong because you aren't like me. It makes belonging contingent or depending on the color of your skin. The gospel cuts underneath all of that and says none of us belong because we're all from the people who said we don't want to belong. It says all humans don't belong because all humans are sinful. But then the gospel radically levels the playing field. It says all humans who don't belong, all humans may belong because anybody can trust in Christ. Because it takes, it levels the playing field of nobody can belong because of sin, but then it levels the playing field again and says anybody belongs because all you do is trust in the power of God to restore belonging. Isn't that amazing? And when that happens, all of a sudden, the whole foundation of racial tension is just pulled apart. That no matter your race, your history with religion, your gender, your growing up in the church, or you've never stepped one in one before, you can belong because it's not based on what you've done or don't, haven't done. It's based on trusting in Christ from faith from faith. That's incredible. There's no other religion. There's no other philosophy. There's no other answer to that in the entire world that can do that sort of thing. That's why RUF exists is because we're convinced that the gospel is the only way that we can begin to make sense of our world of unbelonging. That's what Paul says. I'm not ashamed of this. I'm proud of this. This has the potential to revolutionize your life and my life if it's true. So how does this apply? Well, Paul tells us at the very end of the book, he says, Welcome one another, just as Christ has welcomed you. He says, if Christ makes you belong again, then make each other belong again. 
He says, if you who didn't belong now belong, welcome others in who don't feel like they belong. If you welcome, he says, based, if, if you're welcomed, your being welcomed is only by trusting God. The least you can do is welcome each other. What does that mean? It means that we can extend radical hospitality to each other. I can go and talk to somebody who I probably wouldn't talk to otherwise because I'm like, eh, your Instagram sucks. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to talk to you. Or you don't look like me or whatever. There are reasons we say that you don't belong. I can go talk to that person knowing I didn't belong, but now I do. And I can go and help them belong. Based on only trusting the faith. It's from faith for faith. Nothing that we do. Even tonight, it means inviting someone to RUF who maybe you wouldn't otherwise because you're like, I I don't belong, but now I do because of what Christ has done. There's so much more to say here, but I'll wrap up with that. So what do we see in this? First, we see that Paul welcomes us into exploring the Christian gospel and that gospel has the power to save us. When we see the problem is fundamentally our sin and the problem of not belonging, then we see God moving towards us in bringing us all back into belonging and how that radically happens through faith and how that transforms. It has the power to transform our life. That's radical stuff, y'all. If that's true, this is the best news the world has ever heard. And I want to explore it with you. So um, that's it for tonight. I hope that that's encouraging to you. Um, Let me pray for us and we'll end. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your goodness and your grace. Thank you for the grace of Jesus coming near to us. I pray that you would help us all to trust that a little bit more through tonight. Uh, That you would be with everyone here and that your spirit would be at work helping us to belong to you and to each other. Uh, Thanks for this time. We pray that you would use it. We pray for the rest of the semester that you would protect it and protect us, that we would grow closer to each other in this time. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So next week we will do, we will meet. It'll probably be on campus. So watch Instagram, uh, and we will probably do something that feels a lot more like large group. In the meantime, um, get to say hey to somebody who you haven't met. Uh, those of you who are new, we're super glad y'all are here. Uh, and so welcome to RUF. Welcome to New Mexico State. Thanks everybody. Have a great night. I'm just going to let them do it. A lot of them are girls. Yeah, we'll walk back. I'll walk back with them.